Guys of a Certain Age is brought to you by no one. Absolutely no one. Except these dudes walking down memory lane. Now let's head to the studio to see what they misremember next. And we're back, coming after your phones, your headphones, your boomboxes, anything that emits sound, light, and any other device that Apple may have or want to come out with that Samsung will copy. Guys of a certain age, <laughs> Robbie Cohen's in studio. I think Jay almost got a spit take. What's your name? The guy who almost spit all over everything? That would be Jay Reed. Yeah, and the, the one I'm done with. <laughs> Art Shirley. <laughs> yeah. A so. special shout out to those listening on Cans with String. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> uh, which would befit, uh, which would not befit. A certain age. Yeah, thing. I guess yeah. so. How are you guys doing? I'm doing pretty right, and I'm trying to get my new iPhone activated. I, Dang it. Yeah. iPhones. Verizon. 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 You know, it's supposed to be a painless thing, but it's not. Anyway, wow. but yeah, that's the way it goes with me. How about you guys? How are y'all? It's okay. It's a good night. It's a nice day outside. I was exp- I went out this morning with a coat and long sleeves, and then I do you not have the AccuWeather app? My weather app stinks. It's the one that comes with the aforementioned iPhone. You know, you can download. <laughs> there are third party apps. There are there. <laughs> there are second, third, and fourth party I'm apps. I'm tempted to do Explain the commercial for our local concept to me. Our Tupelo <laughs> weather station. Download the WTV weather app. It's free and available. I, I well, actually like have that choice. one. Yeah. So, what, what is, what's your app of choice with? Well, we know what Jay's is. It's the built-in. Step outside and see how it feels the, now. That's the, that's that's the, the, that's the Amish weather the app. It's right got the there. rock that hangs in the wind yeah no it's a rope rope oh it was a rock hanging from a wind oh yeah because it's got to blow yeah 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 yeah. so what's your what's your favorite weather um i will use i've got the weather channel on there i also use uh a radar my radar thing yeah, like that. that. I do have That's the, the name I do of have the, my yeah. radar thing. Uh-huh. My radar thing. It's, <laughs> are you not familiar with it? Are you making fun? Are you mocking me? You with the Run P app are mocking me on radar thing? <laughs> oh. I don't name them. I just use them. Wow. <laughs> this is what happens. It's, 90, called, it's called my radar. Okay. Yeah. This is what happens 99 episodes later. <laughs> How they it never, start. They never made it to triple digits. We're done. <laughs> how it started? How how's it where's going? Where's it now? Yeah, yeah where's it, it now? No, that's so. right. How where's it going? My radar is pretty good. I use AccuWeather. I've been real pleased with AccuWeather, yeah. and their their redesign lately has been. I need I, to check that back out again. I, yeah, it's, God, it's this is clear. really guys of a certain age. <laughs> no kidding. Yeah, have a oh, weather, sure. weather apps constantly on. <laughs> Oh, uh, all right. I think the humidity went up just a couple of degrees. I heard somebody say the other day that Percentage. like a granddaughter asked her grandfather, can we watch something besides the map show? <laughs> the map show. <laughs> Not to be confused with the man show. Uh, okay. Remember that on MTV? Yeah, Jimmy Kimmel, uh, got, a, Jimmy Kimmel got a start. There. No, yeah. Jimmy Kimmel got his start on Win Ben Stein's Money. Then he oh, went to the man okay. show. Yeah. God, we went over this. Man, Did we? I'm telling you, a game show episode, which we ought to mention now. Alex Trebek has passed away. Yeah, wow. man, yeah, how it was sad. It was sad. Um, I saw the executive producer his tribute to Alex yeah. Trebek on the the next show that aired after his passing, mm-hmm. and uh, so he's got episodes all the way taped all the way through Christmas Day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which I would imagine those will be some of the most watched Jeopardy. I would think so. Episodes. How do you replace Alex Trebek? You, you don't. You don't, I mean, the game show might continue, but you don't replace. Yeah, there, there was a rumor that George Snuffleupagus, I mean, Stephanopoulos, sorry, George, um, Ooh, was really? looking at, uh, was, was interested in that spot. I think he'd do well. 
I don't watch him now, so I probably wouldn't watch him then. Yeah, see, I I, I know him from his time in the Clinton administration. I don't know him. I'm aware of him from <laughs> oh, his time in the Clinton. I remember. Why well, haven't we had him on the show? Well, you know, I'm trying to protect some of my friends from you guys. So, okay. Anyway, all right, let's let's go geeks of the week. Jay, what you got? I am a fan of and follow on on the social media. Berkeley breathed. What? Am I saying that right? You are I'm saying it wrong. Who no. is this? The guy that does Bloom County. Bloom County. Opus what? the Penguin. Yeah, the what's cartoonist. his name? Berkeley breathed. Because it looks like you'd say breathed, but I believe that's why he pronounces it as, as like. See, yeah, well, I don't claim I to know for Gary sure. Larson did that. That's oh so gosh. funny because I, I have to make this aside. I'm sorry to interrupt you. <laughs> <laughs> Again, Jay. Really? <laughs> I really got that. Sorry. Um, when Bloom County came out, I had my comic strip in uh, at, at the Daily Mississippi mm-hmm. and Ole Miss. And so, you know, I was on the page. It was Doonesbury, Garfield, me, and Bloom County was on there. Wow. And there was a lot Good of company. speculation. Yeah, it was. <laughs> I was uh, probably the low person on the totem pole. But um, uh, Bloom County, a lot of people thought it was something that Gary Larson was uh, ghostwriting because the style seems kind of similar at the time. Huh. Yeah. They did the word balloon seemed similar. So I've got a cartoon somewhere that said Gary Larson's far too busy drawing Ernie Skip and Joe, which was my comic strip. To, and I did it in the Doonesbury, Doonesbury style to do Blue County. <laughs> anyway, that probably wasn't worth that trip down memory lane, but there we are. But that's kind of funny. So yeah. what about Bloom County? So what he's doing Can is... get back to it? There is Come a on. company called... Oh, Ant- hang on just Jay. Uh, <laughs> speaking of companies, we're expecting some people over this weekend. <laughs> All right. Do you, oh, Jay, boy. would you like me to did mute his 99, mic? Yeah. 90, he's done with me. 99 Red Arts. No. Go... F- floating by 99 red balloons everyone's okay. a superhero everyone's a captain kirk <laughs> i don't know that song you 99, know, 99, maybe you know it better by 99, 99 luft balloons oh yes yeah ah, it's yeah, the yeah. german he, he uh, knows the german not the go. english it's 99 red balloons that's what luft means i yeah well luft balloons. luft balloons i don't know what the red part is i know that song yeah i know that song Okay. Boy, we have taken a turn. It's all my fault. It is. It is. So, so the name of the company is, or the production company, I guess, is Anaventure. They're coming out with four animated features uh, over the next, I guess, year or so. One is called River Dance. One is called Blazing Samurai, which is this is reenvisioning Mel Brooks' Blazing Saddles. They're all animated, um, and the River Dance actually has something to do with the actual River Dance. There is, and then there's Hit Pig. Which the screenplay is going to be written by Berkeley Breathed, and the concept art that's just come out. You're making all this up. (laughs) I'm reading it off my phone. Therefore, it is true. (laughs) Wow. But the concept art is his, and which I love, and the the screenplay is written by. And I've got tons of his books, if not most all of them. He's one of my favorites, dude. And the the cast though, it's what is so cool. The cast, it's got um, Rain Wilson Mm -hmm. as the villain, whoever that might be. Um, and let's see who else. Um, cred, I had it right in front of me. Um, oh, Peter Dinklage oh, okay. is going to be in there. Is he hit pig? I think he is hit pig. Is that like an assassin? Yes. Very good. Very good. Peter Dinklage, Lily Singh, Rain Wilson, RuPaul, Hannah Gasby, and Danny Boone. You so, go, girl. So with all the cast and Berkeley Breathe that I'm in, but yeah. it's going to be like 2022. So I realize we're getting used to saying... I'm really excited about this movie that's coming yeah. out in uh, 2030. But um, anyway, I guess it takes a long time to, to draw that kind of stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. But anyway, watch out for Hit Pig in 2022. 
Okay. And, I, and hey, I hate to break it to you. It's probably not coming to VHS or DVD. Well, by that time, maybe I'll be caught up. I'm just glad it was I've wasn't had my new it, Apple TV at home for three months now. I think I'm going to try to put it in this week. Is that the Amish oh, Apple you TV? Oh, you haven't hooked it up yet? No. no, he hasn't hooked it up yet. What do you think? I just like to get things and then... <laughs> Eventually, I connect them. So, so it's he, time to upgrade. here's the deal for Jay. All you have to do is get a box, and oh, he will never open it. Put if, a little weight in it. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, there you it's, go. If it's shrink wrap, yeah. if you say collector's edition, <laughs> that's right. So limited oh. edition, mint and, in the box, mint yeah. in the box, and and he will never open it. <laughs> We'll save you money. I'm seriously contemplating that. Art is about to die over here. So I mean, I've got you know as we as we clean up from the move, I've got boxes. Like here's an iPhone for you, Jay. (laughs) It's an iPhone 3G. (laughs) Steve Steve Jobs signed the back of it, but do not open it. (laughs) What? Oh my goodness! Oh wow! It has gone off the rails I pretty he hard. He spelled his name with a V. <laughs> Stiff. Stiff Jobs. <laughs> wow, Art, what's your geek of the week, Mike? Thanks for asking, Robbie. I thought we'd never get to it. <laughs> it may actually have come on by now. One division has been pushed back to January fifteenth, two thousand twenty-one. Oh, as yeah. we talk about yeah. things that are pushed back, I thought it got pushed back to twenty twenty-two. No, it's 2021. Okay. Check All me right. out while I'm, I'm talking about it and see. but Because uh, it was supposed to come out 2020. Yeah. It was supposed to come out the end of this year, and it's 2021 now. Uh, but uh, they've got some more preview material. Everything I've seen looks really, really good. I'm excited about this. It's going to be the opening uh, act of uh, Phase 4. Uh, Black Widow was supposed to have that spot, but now it's been pushed back to later. So a WandaVision will be the first... Uh, Material, like I said, it's a series, limited series on uh, Disney Plus, but uh, it will also kind of set things up for the next Doctor Strange movie. But one of the things that I thought was mm-hmm. really cool about it was uh, they talked about filming uh, one or, or more episodes in front of a live studio audience to capture this um, late fifties, early sixties kind of uh, TV show vibe. So, uh, so they're doing that, which I think will be a lot of fun. Like I said, everything I've seen looks really good. It, it seems to have a humorous, uh, take on it, but I know that there's also some, some, uh, real things because it does. And we've talked about this before. So spoiler, if, if you haven't heard this yet, but it does explore Wanda's descent into madness, I think, is yeah. what the thing is, right? So, so, so you, you've got to think that all these vignettes, these classic TV vignettes, have got to be things pulled from her descent into madness. That's what I'm thinking, yeah. So yeah. it looks like it's very lighthearted right now, but I think it's going to be wrapped up in this really dramatic kind of thing. So it's, it, I'm really, I really have high hopes for this. Just to remind the listeners at home and Jay, in the Marvel comic universe... <laughs> uh, Wanda, a.k.a. the Scarlet Witch, is arguably one of the most powerful characters in the comic universe that Marvel has created. So, Right up there with Hit Pig. <laughs> no, that's a different universe. Oh, okay. That's a different universe. That's okay. the BC universe. The BC. Or the BB. Oh, I was saying Blue County, but Bird, BB well, is yeah, that works Because too. there's also a cartoon called BC that we might want to Well, that's true. Coming. <sighs> Okay, well, so but I digress. But anyway, so we talked about Sky High of a few episodes back is, you know, on Disney Plus, one of those uh, hidden superhero movies that we all seem to enjoy. Uh, did you see Sky High, Jay? Yeah, I'm the one that brought it up. Yeah. And uh, one of the one of the stars. <laughs> did you bring it? Did you bring it up? He thought it was I, new. I brought yeah. it up. <laughs> anyway, because uh, one of the heroines Preston. had passed away. I forget. Yeah, that's right. Kelly Preston. Uh-huh. So uh, but 
Robert Rodriguez has got a new movie coming to Netflix that was just announced called We Can Be Heroes. I wonder if they're going to license the Bowie tune. And it's kind of billed as Spy Kids Meet Sky High. I so, saw that, yeah. So the, uh, the, the parents, the superhero parents, get kidnapped. And so the kids have got to go save the parents. Not much of a superhero, are they? Well, you know, you never know. So, uh, But it's our, it's our Mandalorian friend, Pedro Pascal, oh. who, has, who is everywhere yeah. now. You know, like Wonder Woman. Yeah. I heard he was on Game of Thrones. He was in Game of Thrones. That's where it became. That's where that's I first saw him. You know, yeah. it was Game of, Fro- Game of Thrones. 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 But he's the Alexander Graham Bell story. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Okay. But he's kind of everywhere. So that's going to be pretty interesting. It's supposed to debut on uh, January 1 of 2021. Only on Netflix streaming, Jay. No DVD, I'm sure. Okay, well, I will. I'll have to learn to live with it. Maybe yeah. I'll have my Apple TV hooked up. By do you have Netflix streaming hooked up as well? I do. Yes, yeah. I have all kinds of Netflix. Do you? You have multiple all flavors. Netflix. All, all flavors. A plethora of Netflix. Netflix. <laughs> plethora of Netflix. I just found out it's going up in price too. I want to see about that. Did y'all get what? that message? No, I did not get that. I got message. a message saying it was going up two dollars a month. To what? think seventeen ninety nine. Good grief! You must have the expensive boy. They rich over at the Reed House. I will. I got the cheap I little think, twelve. Well, remember, I, that's the DVD too. Oh uh, well, see, that's your own fault. You know, if you nix the DVD part, you would be back with us mere mortals. Well, and then I cut out half the movies I want to watch. <sighs> well, it is what it is. That's right. Why don't you just go like buy out like a dying video store? There's one in Louisville, Mississippi. You can just go buy out their inventory, and you well, have it. Possibility. Yeah, it might be cheaper than continuing the DVD subscription on Netflix. <laughs> Maybe. You never know. All right, we've educated Jay a little bit through the course of this show. We're going to educate him a little bit more as we talk about science fiction, space fantasy, science fantasy, space opera, all those things coming up next. And we're back. The second half of the episode, Art, you coughed. You okay there? Yes. Okay. You need to clean that mic when we leave. Just make sure. <laughs> or not. Oh, wow. Oh, I'm glad this is audio only. So we have talked about the varying degrees of science fiction throughout this podcast, which the 99th episode of Guys of a Certain Age. We haven't killed each other or anyone yet that we know of. (laughs) Episode's not over. (laughs) Yeah, the episode's not over. (laughs) We're about 16 minutes from that. So, um, Jay, we talked about space fantasy. We talked, well, science fantasy. We talked about science fiction. We talked about space opera. What do those words mean to you? Well, I have to admit, I did do a little research, but I think what happened is I came across... Put in the sound effect of a large volume, <laughs> dropping on the... Yeah, yeah, that's right. I, mean, I kept getting an ad on my on like Facebook saying that I, I should read or watch this such and such thing that was a space opera. And I've seen the term, and I, I think what we, we talked about, I asked you, you guys, you know, what in the heck is the difference between space opera... And other kinds of science fiction and just the in the three minutes I researched it today, I realized there's like science fiction and then there's a lot of subgenres right. under that term. So I think it'd be educational for me and many others who to find out what you know, what the heck the difference is. Uh oh, we're fixing to go in we're going uh, video here. By the way, I've got my new iPhone twelve plus Mac super big phone and I've just it just videotaped Jay. Awesome. Yeah. We'll put that we'll in the show notes. Yeah, no, we won't put that in any notes. That's going to go into the trash It's going to be the screensaver on Robbie's phone. Yeah, no, it's not. No, in fact, it's gone now. <laughs> Delete video. See ya. So, so I mean, what's the difference? I mean, space opera to me sounds weird. Like, I, there should be singing. 
it's uh, it's not over to the fat Wookie sings. Right. So. But, but I also learned that, you know, people don't sing necessarily in soap operas either. And there was something called a horse opera, which yeah, was like the old Western. Right. So, mm-hmm. so what makes it a space opera compared to say Dune or, or is Dune, you know? So I, I looked at a couple of definitions or what were you going to say? Well, I was just going to say, I, I saw, think I saw the same thing you did. <coughs> sorry. It does there come he goes from, on that I'm mic sorry. again. Mm-hmm. It does come from uh, a term on soap opera as opposed to opera, you know, mm-hmm. so it's not really that, but it's, it's really the cliched or hackneyed kind of stuff you see. Uh, there's usually, you know, romance and a hero and a villain, but it's all very um, melodramatic. That's melodramatic. Yeah. Flash Gordon is considered that, you know, uh, it, then the horse opera came from Westerns that mm-hmm. had that kind of formula. See, I, I read a little bit different uh, description of space opera and it, 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 it veered towards what would be grand in yeah, I think huge epic scale. Day. Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. Well, like the Expanse, uh, Dune would be considered in some. See, form. and that's the way I always thought about it till I read this thing. Well, I that mean, thing was wrong. I think it was wrong too. Yeah, yeah. it's our show. That's right. We'll According to our- guys of a certain age, this is what a space opera actually <laughs> yeah. is. Because I do think of it as you know, Star Wars is mentioned as one, and Star yeah. Wars certainly bars from the Flash Gordon kind of stuff. But when you're talking about this universe-wide thing. And uh, like you said, grand scale, uh, yeah. Dune would certainly qualify. I would think that um, the Foundation series probably, yes. you know, because you're talking about something on such a huge scale. Um, it's a large world. It's a large built world that and you world are seeing. meaning the, you know, not mm-hmm. just a planet, but yeah, yeah. The, the, the whole, uh-huh. yeah, yeah. The, the whole dramatic landscape mm-hmm. there. So, and the obvious thing is it takes place in space. So how would like Star Trek that has some earth connection to it? Well, I, I think, Star See, Trek, I, yeah, I think different? it's more, I think it's science fiction. I used to think it was science fantasy till I read the definition of science fantasy. And I still don't know that I agree with that, but, uh, but I, th- I would not consider it space opera because most of its stories are self, even though it takes place over a large universe, mm-hmm. the stories are uh, typically, se- even even in the later uh, iterations of it, are usually self-contained. So the problems are happening on a world. You may have, you may have something like, uh, as they did the uh, Dominion Wars and those kind of things that become part of, you know, the, the grander scale, but the stories are still told. And are, you know, like they're, they're typically the problems of a particular of a single planet or, you know, a single species or whatever. Gotcha. Would you agree with that? Yeah. Yeah. But, you know, I've seen Battlestar Galactica, Galactica defined as a space opera. And I could see it more so than Star Trek, because even though they had individual stories, there was this grander scale it's overarching just, thing as they went from, you know, mm-hmm. one, this huge serial, the yeah. serial storytelling. Yeah, of it, I think so. so. I think that's right, too. And I do think the the best example of of a space opera today is The Expanse. OK, which I mean, I still need to watch it. You I need to watch it. it. Yeah. You really need to read it first. Oh, OK, it's phenomenal. It's uh, it's who wrote that? Uh, James S.A. Convey. Okay. And I think I pronounced his last name. It's actually it's two writers and that's their pseudonym. Oh, OK. So, um, yeah, it's takes place 150 years in the future very very it could all it it could be also considered um um you know hard science fiction as well right which hard what's, science what's fiction. the opposite of hard science fiction i would say uh science fantasy is probably yeah. close to the and the the definition i read on science fantasy is it includes elements that may be supernatural or magic you know, so Star Wars also. Well, hold on, hold on. I'm let, sorry. Let, 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 let's get into. We've gone to hot to hard science fiction. To, okay. So let, let's let's talk a little bit about that. Hard before. science fiction. 
because we got Jay. We've led him to water. Let's try to get him to drink. So he'll have to go to the bathroom. <laughs> it's becoming a running uh, theme here. Wow. I just kind of, I kind of teed that one up for you, didn't you did. I? Wow. <laughs> So oh. Arthur C. Clarke was known as as uh, kind of one of the godfathers of hard, hard science fiction, right. and and that would be science fiction that's really mired in science fact. So two thousand one, a space odyssey, uh, the expanse to an extent because the expanse takes a realistic mm-hmm. uh, approach to space travel. Um, a lot of times when they're limited to our solar system or even more so, you know, to like the, the close planets so that you don't have to have somebody have something like warp drive. Mm-hmm. You, you don't have a you don't have a MacGuffin. You don't have something magical that gets you from place A to place, right. place B. Interstellar would be hard science fiction as well. If you did, you okay. see yeah. Interstellar. Yeah. Uh, very, very much so, because it's 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 all rooted in what we know as scientific fact now. But 2001, like you said, the yeah. Martian is a great example. And yeah. I would say it's probably getting close. Well, we were talking about hard science fiction. So yeah. I'd say, yeah, because it it's it actually has principles involved that if we don't have them yet, we're very near to having right. them. So it's not I mean, some of the hard science fiction will still extrapolate a little bit and, and say, here's the next step. But it's all things that are within the realm of possibility. So I'm curious what the ad you saw on your um, on your Facebook feed was for. I am, too. I, want, I wonder <laughs> if it was that uh, if it was that. That Ben Boba series. Mars? No, I did, can't remember. He did Mars years ago. I don't yeah. remember. No. It was, so, a, uh, it was it, a book, I think, actually. But he's a hard science fiction Yeah, that's fiction what I was guy. talking about. It was, it was a hard science fiction. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm looking at some uh, novels that would be classified as hard science fiction, according to, uh, according to our friends at the Wikipedia place. Starship Troopers would be... I think, yeah, Starship Troopers would be hard, yeah. hard science. Fiction. A lot of Heinlein stuff is. Yeah, yeah, the Rolling Stones by Heinlein. Uh, I'm looking through a few other things. Yeah, Arthur C. Clarke, Rendezvous with Rama, which mm-hmm. um, um, was pretty pretty famous. And a lot of times, if they have a technology that's beyond our grasp, like it comes from aliens, like a Rendezvous with Rama, even yeah. though the, the ship comes in to orbit you know, around the Earth, we have no idea how long it took to get here. And, uh, you know, a lot of the things that are beyond our capabilities, these aliens apparently have gotten to, but they still don't defy physics, don't defy the laws of physics. So, so an alien would still be hard science fiction? It, it could be. It yeah. could be. The movie Alien would be. Mm. Well, I mean, you know, I mean, te- That's technically right. because you don't see them doing anything like warp travel or, and again, yep. now that may not be the... They're, you know, it takes time to get there. They do uh, cryogenic sleep, which is, is mm-hmm. you know, part of the thing too. Um, so I'm looking on the this Wikipedia list of hard science fiction. Jurassic Park by Crichton mm-hmm. is a great example of hard mm-hmm. science fiction, even though it doesn't take place in space. So remember, science fiction, we 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 kind of say it's not hey, necessarily space. It's not necessarily space. It's an advanced scientific. Um, technology that has not been invented yet but we are extrapolating and it's being used in some sort of way so jurassic park mm-hmm. would would classify as science district fiction. nine that movie uh even oh yeah yeah uh elysium if you've seen that um that's uh yeah I'm, I'm something like, like let's say the time machine hg wells were we now that see i would think that's i think that's fantasy yeah fantasy? Okay. yeah uh, Blade Runner would be science fiction. Yeah, hard science fiction. Hard, hard, hard science fiction. So, yeah. so do you uh, want- even though even though the android technology is you know 
way beyond anything we could do now. Or, you know, of course, it took place this year, I think, didn't it? Uh, the original Blade Runner. Yeah, yeah. Um, we did an episode about that. That's what remember? I thought, but you know, I can't remember that. Yeah, last year, actually. <laughs> Wasn't it last year? I think it was 2020. 2020. Was Maybe it was 2019. No, it was 20. It was October 2019, wasn't it? I think it was October 2019, but I don't know. It's been know. almost 100 episodes ago. Yeah. Um, <laughs> wow. But, um, yeah, uh, I think that uh, Blade Runner definitely is, is a hard science fiction. But Time Machine, just because, to me, the time travel thing is something that you know, I, it's just too hard to say that. Yeah, that seems to be beyond the realm of possibility. So when you've got this mystical, unexplained, scientific, um, uh, unscientific energy for something, something there, you kind of get into to science fantasy. Mm-hmm. And Star Wars is a great example of science fantasy, even though it's like got, the force the would force. be your, your quote unquote magic. Yeah. Yeah. Of course, like you know, if you go back to the Phantom Menace, it's all about the little mini chlorians. Yeah. It's stuff. almost like they tried to. You know, make that hard time. Oh, is it, is it can be explained here, but you know, no, it's not. <laughs> uh, Jack Vance's The Dying Earth series uh, is one of the first, um, one of the first instances of space fantasy because you read Dying Earth, right? Mm-mm. You never read Dying Earth by Jack Vance? I never have. Wow, man, that just kind of. Anyway, it's kind of a poke He's off. Done with me again? <laughs> yeah, done with you. I know he hasn't read it. Uh, <laughs> Ouch. True. It's yeah, true. Yeah. So it's a, it's a, if I remember correctly, it's like a post apocalyptic. Apocalyptic. There you go. There you don't. Almost in, in stereo. But <laughs> did he say there you don't? There you go. There you go. I'm sorry. It's been a long day. It, but, but magic emerges after this, uh-huh. this war and the earth has been changed and whatnot. And Spoiler alert, Sword of Shannara could also be considered uh, science fantasy as well because Mm -hmm. you find out that the world that Terry L. Brooks created was actually a a post-apocalyptic environment where radiation created the elves and the giants and all that stuff. That's pretty cool. So science fantasy then would be almost kind of not necessarily space. Like if you space opera versus science fantasy, there's some overlap. Yeah, there's overlap in all this, except for science fantasy and hard science fiction. There ain't no overlap there. Right. Yeah, because people would scream and yell. Doctor Who is more space fantasy with some uh, science fantasy with some space opera Mm -hmm. uh, because there's too many kind of timely, wimely, unexplainable things. Yeah. 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 And the thing is, even though they may explain it within the context of the show, like Robbie was saying, sometimes it's just a it's just a story story. uh, trick to be able to get okay we've got to get these people to this point by now what are we going to do well let's let's create a faster than light driver let's create uh, mm-hmm. a warp thing or whatever a wormhole you know well like like man in the high castle it's all takes place on earth it's a it starts off as just what if kind of a thing but then there are fantastical elements yeah. in it later so is that science fantasy or just that, fantasy it was listed yeah. under science fiction in the list no it, that's that. science think, fiction yeah but that's science fiction that's science fiction because aren't the, all, even the I can't, see, I can't remember how it the, the did the, you finish watching it? Uh, I never finished watching it. I never watched. Uh, I got into sec- season two and never. And that's when I think some of the fi- fantasy stuff. Yeah. Started. So well, was it never explained it really, as anything other. Ba- basically, they, they, of, they're uh, able to punch through with high energy into and, a parallel and dimension. Parallel world. Yeah. See yeah. the. So that's that's, that's, that's science me, that's, fiction. That's, that's kind of a, an iffy thing. I can see that because of parallel dimension. But, you know, that's one of those things people say could, that could be possible. I guess it's as possible as time travel. <laughs> but, you know, at the same time, it's not, you know, some magic person making something happen with no you know right it wasn't that well it wasn't that exactly though 
there were some elements of possibility there in the yeah. beginning before they had the, I don't want to spoil it, but yeah, you know. it's, it's well worth to watch. Have yeah. you finished? Did I you finished finish it? it? Yeah, we yeah. finished it. I think depressing. that's why Becky bailed out of it, though. She was, oh, wait a minute. I thought this was, you know, I didn't realize this was going to be. And she's, you know, yeah. she likes science fiction. But once it was no longer just this is a, you know, look at what might have happened. Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah, it was very that, different. Yeah. yeah. Once you get into that. Oh, hey, we're going to punch through. Yeah. We're going to go all Jim Morrison on on you and punch on. break on through, break on through the other to side. the other side. So what do you have in your notes, Jay? Well, I just made a list. I mean, we've covered a lot of them, actually. Um, you sound surprised. E.T. E- Phoned home would be space fantasy, or is that mm, that would be more science fiction? Yeah, I think. I mean, so like War of the Worlds, is, science fiction, science is, fiction comes down. I mean, aliens yeah. come down, and you got science fiction. ET, aliens come down. Science fiction. Close Encounters of the Third Kind. Science, science fiction. fiction. Okay, keep on going. Uh, Avatar. Mm. Science mm. fiction. Science crap. I'm oh, sorry. you don't like Avatar? No, uh, I'm sorry. I'm, I wow. I like that. The Verizon talking. Yes, yeah, the Verizon talking. <laughs> I liked Avatar, um, but you know, it's blue Pocahontas. At the end of the day, is what? Well, what did it, uh, what was Fern Gully? Is what? It, did you ever see the cartoon uh, Fern Gully? If no. you watch Fern Gully, it's the exact same story. Yeah, yeah. So, oh, wow, I didn't so, realize that. But yeah, science fiction, and yeah. that might even be more hard science fiction. Yeah. Uh, Avatar, mm-hmm. you know, and with some. Space I think with Cameron, opera. I think he kind of leans towards what some you know that's possible. I'm really excited about the the new ones coming out. But uh, yeah, well, we've been excited about those for, for ten years, yeah. over ten years. Well, yeah. so Cameron has several. Then you've got Terminator, you've got Aliens, you've got. Um, Again, the Terminator Avatar. thing for me is the time travel. And maybe yeah. I'm just stuck on that. Well, I'm just I mean, asking what, where, where does it but, fall? But also remember, Cameron didn't invent the alien universe. That was Ridley Scott. Ridley Scott right. with Blade Runner. Mm-hmm. But so, I mean, he, he had several of his biggest movies were, were uh, science fiction. In that science fiction. Yeah. Genre. Yeah. And that's mm-hmm. what he's known mostly for is, you know, between Terminator 2 and Aliens. And Titanic. And, yeah. Which was science fiction. Mm-hmm. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> so it. What else you got? Come on, hit us with some more. Come on, Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. Oh, science fiction, straight up. But almost, I would say space opera is almost a little bit very, just because of very that. space opera. Mm-hmm. Um, but no magic in Hitchhikers. Yeah. Well, unless you count the dolphins. <laughs> so long. Thanks for all the fish. Frankenstein. Uh, that's science fiction. That is science fiction. That's straight yeah. up. So we're putting fiction. a lot yeah. of things in that big. Genre that's considered. That, I think a lot of people consider that one of the first science fiction yeah, stories. That that and Jules Verne stuff. Yeah, yeah and then H.G. Wells. So these are not really falling into subcategories as much as I thought they would. What subcategories do you have? Maybe we should. Oh, there's a lot. Okay, there's a lot. Well, uh, <laughs> apocalyptic, biopunk, uh, biopunk, cyberpunk. I don't know about yeah. dying yeah. Earth. You mentioned. Yeah. Um, planetary romance, solar punk, steampunk. A lot of punks here. Yeah. Space western. That's Firefly. This is not the yeah. list that I thought it would yeah. be, but um, I mean, there's. Did you not read it? Read it before you printed it out. I did sort of skim it, uh, <laughs> but you like the a list tree you gave died was, for that. A tree died for that. I'm taking notes on it. I'm, I'll use the back of it later. <laughs> okay. Now, what, science fiction hard. We talked about uh, science fantasy. High fantasy was a, was something that you. That's Lord would, of the Rings straight up. Yeah, Lord of the Rings. Um, Chronicles of Thomas Covenant. Uh, I. Game of Thrones is not really high fantasy because you've got to have more. I think for for high fantasy, magic, you've got to have way more magic. Magic's got to be a lot more accessible. You really need a. I, I think you need a really a wizard character in a high fantasy. What about the woman that 
produced the shadow thing. Who was that? Melisandra or something like that? Yeah. Yeah. She, she was about as magic as they got though, right? It really was. Yeah. Okay. yeah. And so you never understood. Her name? I can't remember. Yeah. Yeah. Name. You got it right. Mm-hmm. So um, what else would be, you know, would you consider Narnia high fantasy? Hmm. Yeah. I think it could I mean, be. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I think it is. I mean, obviously it's got an allegorical uh, you know, Russell right. message to right. it, but uh, yeah, I think within, I think it's definitely high fantasy. I'm looking up high fantasy. What else you got while he's looking at it? Yeah, uh, we've covered a lot actually. Oh, Bulgariad, uh, which is high fantasy, um, which David Eddings, which I just finished reading the Bulgariad and the Melorian. Um, the Name of the Wind by Patrick Rothfuss. Rothfuss, have you guys read that? Mm-hmm. The yeah. King Killer Chronicles phenomenal two books it's a trilogy and and rothis so rothis is, is we don't know who's going to die first george R. R. martin who's much older or patrick rothis before they finish their oh okay their it's, series. he's two books into he's a two trilogy books, yeah okay, and you okay. have and there's so many threads that need to be tied up yeah and so he's been working on it for 10 years it's great i mean yeah i, I don't know how he can I don't know how he can stick the landing. Is a like, lot of that punk stuff, like cyberpunk or whatever, yeah. is 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 Neil Stevenson, uh, Snowpiercer. Yeah, yeah, computer stuff that has West a little World. bit more of a uh, you know punk that, that has the same mm-hmm. sensibility that punk music had. They have it to that, mm-hmm. so it's an anti-establishment, anarchist at some point. Never-ending stories, high fantasy, uh, Wizard of Versi by Ursula K. Le Guin's high fantasy, uh, The Wheel of Time by Robert Jordan's a high fantasy series. Okay. Um, they they're classifying sort of Shannara as high fantasy, and I think it's more. I think it becomes more space fantasy later as you find out, mm-hmm. you know, what what happens. But it starts off as high fantasy. Dragon Riders of Pern. See, that's science fiction. When you get dragons yeah. in there, how does that? So that turns into a science fiction mm-hmm. series, and it's pretty fascinating because I don't think anything happens. In that, that's not, you know, like I said, they define the world, they build the world, everything follows, you know, the rules of the world, and there's no magic in that, right? No, there's no, there's telepathy between the dragon riders and the dragons, Mm -hmm. but you find out later that the dragons are actually bred from a native species there on Pern Mm -hmm. to fight the, um, the, the, the thread of the thread. Mm -hmm. Uh, fabulous, fabulous series. The Raymond E. Feist, um, uh, magician series is, is classic high fantasy. So, Planet Harry, of the Apes. That's science fiction. Yeah. And Harry Potter, that'd be fantasy, right? Yeah, pure fantasy, yeah. yeah. And I because it's set in, in a pseudo-modern world, I would not classify it as high fantasy. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, I think we're Hunger Games. I had Ready Player One. Ready Player One would be science fiction. Hunger Games is science fiction. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, because it's supposed to apocalyptic world. Yeah. I concur with them. What else you got there? That's, a, that's pretty much it. Have we stumped Inception? It? Is that? That's science fiction. All that stuff happens in the mind, doesn't it? I mean, don't they go into the dream state kind of thing? Yeah. There's nothing that, yeah. So I would say that's science fiction. Okay. <clears throat> so we're not really, we haven't really put a lot of things under, because a space opera is still science fiction, right? That's right. Yeah. It's a descriptive term of science fiction. Think about, like I said, Flash Gordon. Uh, Star Wars, we said, um, you know, some of those lesser known. It, so a lot of these don't of fall into a subgenre as That's much right. as I it's, thought they would. It's not so much an either or; it is more a and. Um, so it can be, uh, it can be, you know, a space opera and science fantasy. Mm-hmm. Okay, 
So you've just kind of differentiated between science fiction and, and fantasy then. Huge difference between those. Huge okay. difference. And, you know, I probably find myself leaning towards reading fantasy more than science fiction. You're more of a science fiction guy, right, Art? Um, yeah, of course, I love science fantasy stuff, but, but I like I do like the things. I, I love The Martian. Uh, you know, I like Arthur C. Clarke. Uh, really a big fan of Arthur C. Clarke. Uh, because it does kind of give you this this world that might possibly exist. I mean, that's not to say I don't like science fantasy too, but I do like the, the when they've thought it through and think, okay, this could actually happen. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it limits things, but uh, you know, like I said, uh, a lot of things take place in our solar system or you know just right outside of our planet, and sometimes on our planet. But uh, I, I do I do like that a lot. Yeah. Okay. All right. Fascinating. Are you educated now? I am. All right. We hope we educated you guys. Thank you for joining us. Next episode is 100. If we survive leaving the room, the studio in one piece, hopefully we'll have something special for you the next time you listen. Easy for me to say something. (laughs) (sighs) Thanks for sticking with us, and we'll see you next week.